Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud and carefreeblacknerd.com. Please rate and review on iTunes. Like, share, and comment on SoundCloud. Of course, let's keep this conversation going. Live tweet with me when you're listening to these episodes. Give me a quick little live tweet. Stay carefree. Stay nerdy. Stay geeky. Yeah, that's that. (laughs) Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. A conversation about comics, related media, and the representation in them. I'm your host, Rain Coleman, and this issue covers Lady Danger. Alright, um, Lady Danger, <laughs> Agent of Booty. Very interesting <laughs> character I uncovered. I've had this, um, these two issues for quite some time. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I read through them a few times, and now I feel like it's appropriate to dive into this woman. Um, where do I start? Now, Lady Danger is a Dark Horse Comics character, but more specifically, it's part of the Grindhouse Drive-In Bleed-Out, um, like, what do you call it? Um, imprint, I guess? of Dark Horse Comics, so you have Dark Horse, and then, aside from their original, um, lines of, of book titles, they have this Grindhouse, which, as far as I can tell, is, like, a horror genre imprint of Dark Horse Comics, so it's something like, um, kind of like, drive-in movies from, like, way back in the day, it's like that type of, um, that type of feel, now, anyone out there screaming at me in podcast land, be kind, because <laughs> I am not familiar with Dark Horse Comics, nor am I familiar with Grindhouse, and I was kind of all over the place when I went to research this character, so if you have anything to add after, during, before, <laughs> always, you know, tweet me with the hashtag CBNPod, C-B-N-P-O-D, email me, um... Twitter, Instagram, all that. Just get get it out there. Um, if you find anything that I've missed, but um, in this grindhouse arc, it is. And let me say, this Lady Danger agent of booty seemed to be so cheesy when I picked them up, and I was like, ah, this would be something fun. This was actually a very very good book. It was um, it's a story that's covered in two issues, which is something that we don't get anymore. Uh, old school, well, I say old school, but comic collectors and fans and appreciators from the yesteryear, the 90s and before, we remember where um, comic books would have one issue arcs or two or three issue arcs or storylines that would be condensed and they weren't spread out over six issues to accommodate a trade. So um, that's one thing I really liked about this book. Well, to dive right in. <laughs> agent of booty lady danger is a african-american woman she is a black woman she has rich 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 (laughs) amounts of melanin she's very brown she has a very uh trendy haircut you know red hair in the front brown in the back shaved real close kind of like cassie with the one side shave from back in the day uh but it's 
the whole back and side of the head. Um, we open up on Rachel, who is a grocery store clerk who goes overseas to help the Red Cross. Now, with that opening, if that isn't something that interests you, hang on because I'm sure this will. Taking a couple steps back uh, to find out, we find out that in the past, when Americans were in danger abroad, the president marshaled the full might of the United States military to help them, but no longer, oh no. Today, when our citizens overseas need rescuing, POTUS sends one black girl with no guns. And boy, when I tell you, that shit hit me right in the feels. Again, this is what I mean when I'm begging for representation in comics and related media. This is a brown girl, brown skinned, looks very black, and has the. She's. I want to say she's kind of like akin to a lady version of Luke Cage. She's bulletproof. Um, now, when I read through this arc because I'm not familiar with the character. I did not find a list of attributes and abilities. What I found was she could run really fast, but I'm not sure if that is cartoony in a way that it just helped with the story or if her powers actually are that she has superior speed. I, for the purpose of this issue, I'm going to just assume that all of her um, senses are slightly heightened. Um, because, but super strength and um, bulletproof skin is like at the top of the list. So almost like a super soldier, kind of like the Luke Cage. But yeah, wonderful. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So she um, is just a grocery store clerk. And what I liked about this story is that in two issues, this you're thrown into this world where this black woman is the Superman of this age or whatever but she's working specifically with the american government which eh, have your issues or not that's neither here nor there is the fact that all of this um power and responsibility falls onto this brown girl and i don't know i don't know i just her look the way she acts the way she speaks this is this is wonderful oh um and then before i forget i'm <laughs> the writer of this um series is alex d campy c-a-m-p-i Hopefully I said that right. Artist Muella Jarvis and the colorist is Marissa Louise. Um, I've never heard these names before. Not that I can recall. Some of the artwork looks kind of familiar, um, but it could just be something similar to something I've seen before. All in all, overall the artwork and the color is great. And the color especially because there are several black characters in this book and they don't all look the same it's not just this Crayola Brown that they've thrown on to everyone and it's that's something that I appreciate as well um, and this is just a regular girl I did we don't get a backstory about um, oh she got hit with you know a solar beam or she's an alien from outer space it's just a brown girl working at a grocery store who has seen superpowers and the grocery store which is her main job turns out to kind of be her part-time job because as we see in the very second page, or the first page, excuse me, Lady Danger, your country needs you. She gets this um, kind of telegram through the receipt machine in her uh, job that the president needs her. 
<coughs> excuse me her first mission is that she's going overseas to help the Red Cross because apparently um, there's a village near the world's richest opium producing region uh, which is called the Golden Triangle where a new warlord who is a former Chinese special forces general has released some disease that is attacking the children or the inhabitants of the area and um the Red Cross went over there to go, you know, do their little Red Cross thing. They thug thizzle, help folks out and stuff. And um, they haven't been seen since. And so now Lady Danger has to take her black girl magic, go on over there and rescue these people. Okay. okay. So before going forward, Agent of Booty. Agent of Booty <laughs> is the reason why I was like, okay, this is campy. Um, this might not be that great and I kind of smacked myself on the hand because don't judge a book by its cover and don't automatically assume because something sounds foreign or puts you in a certain state of mind that it's not good because booty b-o-o-t-i spelled in the way that shield is spelled with the dot after every word stands for <clears throat> the Bureau of Organized Terrorism Intervention which is just like this is crazy but in the first two pages alone you get one two three four five brown people five black folks you got a little boy you got three women and two men it's just like man i'm only two pages in and then three pages in you also get an asian character now hmm. Fong Ah Chan is this man's name and he is the only thing that I have an issue with in this book um, because again I'm an advocate for representation and we get this Asian criminal villain which whatever that's fine with me but he's just so stereotypical yellow angry evildoer and it's like oh my, I don't know um uh, I don't know. I died. I didn't appreciate. I kind of appreciate. I appreciate that he's this villain who has this power, but I didn't appreciate that he came off as a stereotype to me. Now, if anyone out there gets um, issue part one and two of Lady Danger, Agent of Booty, please read through it and let me know what you think. I could be wrong. I could be being sensitive, or you know, whatever. I'm going to see about putting a few of these panels on the Instagram account so you can see for yourself and let me know um, but yeah so agent of booty <laughs> uh, lands in the golden triangle where this man is sitting up on like a semi truck with no back on it with these two big pillars of uh, stereos and these half naked women with guns who shoot at lady danger Turns out she's bulletproof. Um, they get into a tussle. And this villain sends the Shaolin Shock Troops. Which, again, I'm not part of the <clears throat> the Asian community. So, the, the feelings I'm having <laughs> from reading this, I feel are justified. Because it's like, ugh, this is quite odd. But at the same time, I'm not a part of this community. So, this may not bother some. I'm not going to harp on it too much. All in all, she fights the Shaolin shock troops. They, the one thing that they uh, do, which I thought was interesting, is that um, 
I don't know, Lady Danger says, okay, who's up first? You know, I'm about to kick your ass. <laughs> and they say, we're not attacking you one by one. Do we look stupid? Which is like looking at all comics, looking at all um, cartoons about, you know, Justice League and whatever else. It's always so odd that you'll have an army of people ready to fight this one person, but they don't attack at once. It's one at a time. So it may not have been the intention, but I thought that was a, a funny little anecdote there or poking fun at the fact that people do fight one at a time when you're fighting an army which is ridiculous um there's an interlude in this book which i thought was interesting because in the first page where rachel lady danger is ringing up customers at the grocery store there's the kid or a guy um who's interested in her and you can tell the way it's written that he has a crush on her he's rehearsing how he's going to approach her and she gets the call to go and be lady danger and so that's neither here nor there he doesn't get a chance to talk to her but during her fight there's this interlude where he's sitting with um this guy named paco and the title is <laughs> interlude never take romantic advice from a man named paco and he's giving him this garbage advice about oh you ain't talked to her yet you gotta get another girl gotta make her uh feel bad and make her want to talk to you because girls like that stuff and you know then you gotta go and you gotta run these drugs so you can get this money it's like it's so ridiculous but it's so funny um let me get back to the fight <sighs> lady danger wins of course she stops the semi truck with her bare hands um she takes the red cross uh, back to whatever village they were going to to um to help out the sick children there is let me see a doctor what is this man's name because she becomes interested in him and i was like oh that was kind of fast but looking back on this arc it's only a two issue arc so a lot of stuff would have had to be sped up but dr Derek washington is interested in her and so um you know He's like, oh, thanks, Doc. thanks for your service, bro, whatever. They flirt a little bit. And um, they meet with the sick kids, and they're saying, what happens? In a small hill village, he asks the mother if he can draw blood, and the mother of the kid in the village is like, well, yeah, that's fine, but we haven't, um, we got vaccines last month. And Dr. Washington says, okay, that makes no sense because we haven't been here since last year. So, you know, we get the little shaking up of the plot where now, <coughs> excuse me, now um, something treacherous is afoot. <laughs> where um, someone has blatantly, clearly has infected this village and these children. Meanwhile, back in the USA, and what's this woman's name? Angela and I, I'm assuming she's like the Nick Fury of this agents of booty she's meeting with this guy named Dick which I think was intentional of course she's a brown woman he's a oh, heavy white balding man in Washington and they have this exchange about <coughs> him wanting to use Lady Danger for himself and he's disgusted that her department isn't killing people and uh you need to reconsider my offer because oh Angela um, it would be a terrible shame if one of our agency's funding was suddenly slashed Angela not missing the beat replies "Oh, if you kids at Langley lose funding we'd be happy to lend you a hand it's like you're not about to intimidate this black woman she ain't about to let you see her sweat throw all the threats you want her way but trust and believe young sir 
this woman got it handled. Um, as she leaves the car, Dick says under his breath, Oh, Angela, by this time tomorrow, you and your staff won't even be able to land jobs as janitors. So you got the menacing, evil, white man, as you do. Um, which, that'll be picked up in a second issue. But before moving forward, I'd like to go over this Agent of Booty Command Center, which is housed in a nearby abandoned tenement house. So, it, from the outside, looks like I don't know, kind of like some projects, but they show you this glimpse of the interior where there's like this underground tunnel, kind of like the Batcave thing, where you can drive your car up into the uh, headquarters, then you got a gym, you got sleeping quarters, you got a wreck area, you got like, it's, this is the James Bond um, that I'd like to see, Lady Danger, Rachel, this black woman, and Angela, her, uh, I don't know, general or whatever, just kicking ass and taking names, like this is... In these two issues, I got this. Is a, this could easily be a movie or a series or something, man. So um, next we get uh Angela, you know, going over the scene that just happened in her head, all the bullshit that's going on, and we also get <clears throat> Lady Danger walking in with Doctor Washington again. Three beautiful brown faces on panel. He hands her a cure for this disease that was um that he whipped up on the way back from uh, the Golden Triangle. Then we get the rom- rom-com romantic kissy face lovey-dovey panel <laughs> where um, Dr. Derek asks if he can take Lady Danger out on a date. You know, get her dinner to uh, repay her for everything. Now, she goes um, she goes out to dinner with him uh, and then down the street walks uh What's the little homie name who was in love with Rachel? Jesus. Um, Kevin. That's his name. So Kevin and Paco walking down the street. And they see her, uh, you know, on a date with Dr. Washington. Now, she walks away because she has to call her roommate about feeding the cat or something. And this is where my dumbass, I'm reading through it. I didn't even realize this was going to happen. Where Dr. Washington is actually drugging her now first thing in my head was like oh i hope this isn't like some date rape situation then i'm like no that hasn't been the tone of this comic so that can't possibly be it they go out she drinks they have a great rest of the date um meanwhile kevin and paco are out at a bar getting drunk and this is what i like about this book is because you have this seemingly is just a, a, a cut and dry black and white spy story but you get scenes like this where kevin and paco are at a bar and the white bar owner is kicking him out he says um you're making people uncomfortable um and then paco is drunk tipsy kevin isn't he's like okay you know i even tipped you twenty dollars why i gotta go um and he says, oh, my best friend just got his heart broke, and we're just trying to sit here and drink and be quiet. Well, fuck you, blah, whatever, we're leaving. Well, um, it seems like it's just drunken ramblings of this black kid, but it, he says, oh, I'm making you uncomfortable, huh? How come you never asked me how, how you making me feel? My boxing gym just closed and got replaced by a yoga studio. I can't even buy Yoohoo at the corner store anymore. Just a lot of kombucha bullshit, which tastes like ass. <laughs> and that makes me uncomfortable. And so we see that even though this is like not really a throwaway scene, but it's the, 
just a quick little scene of him and um, Kevin, it's more about the effects of gentrification, which is also pays off later towards the end of the second book. But it's like this could have been read as just oh this weirdly drunken black boy, and um, and it's not. You know, just like with Luke Cage, and I hate to compare this to Luke Cage because I don't. I don't think they're exactly the same, but those same issues that were addressed there are also addressed here in this one issue. Uh, so we get Lady Danger walking home with Dr. Washington. Uh, she falls onto the ground, knocked out. He calls somebody talking about, it's done. We find out that his handler in all this was Dick from before, the one who Angela was meeting with. Where he says, okay, well, now we're ready for part two. So, of course, he orchestrated this. And uh, we find out on the next page. And when I tell you this book had me on the edge of my seat, I turned the page thinking that Dr. Washington didn't betray Lady Danger with Dick. And that was enough. I turned the page and who else? Did you hear that? Turn the page. <laughs> we go close in on the mouth of the uh, Asian warlord from before. So it's like, damn, this came full circle. Where um, now his response is, oh yes, Mr. Director, very much yes. Lady Danger comes to make my trouble in my neighborhood. Fong Ah Chan comes to make trouble in hers. Like, <laughs> that was an amazing cliffhanger. And again, for this to be a two issue arc, amazing, amazing work. <laughs> Think you could do better? Yeah, I know I can do better. So look, I think you're a fantastic lady. What's your line? You name it, I do it. What brings you to this neighborhood? Got you guessing, don't I? Not for long. I got a way of getting in the middle of things sooner or later. Sounds interesting, but I can save you the hard labor. I'm here looking for... A job. She's working for me. You don't expect me to buy that, do you? You got a better offer? Yeah, maybe. It all depends on what you're after. Okay. I heard that anybody with guts and talent could pick up some easy bread around here. I don't care what I have to do, just so long as it pays well. If you're on the real side, I'll keep an eye open for you. I may be able to do you some good after all. Don't do me any favors. Maybe I don't do favors. And when I give, I get. All right, all right, all right. I'm back with the um, second part of Lady Danger, Agent of Booty. <laughs> all right, um, I'm going to say now I'm not going to spoil the ending because I do feel like this book is worth a good read. If you listen to this uh, issue of Carefree Black Nerd and you're not interested at all, you haven't lost anything. If you listen to it and you're interested in it, read this book. <laughs> so, um, Lady Danger, Agent of Booty, Part 2. Huh, we open up with, um, the booty. <laughs> Headquarters being under attack. Angela with her hair wrapped in a little, uh, silk, um, robe. Like, she's, like, I have yet to see a black woman character in a comic book with her hair wrapped. <laughs> this is just so real. So, um, 
homeboy, the Asian overlord, pops in on a little hobgoblin scooter thing with these two um, these two white women. Uh, then we cut to Kevin and Paco who have found Lady Dangerland on the street and beating on the door uh, for her roommate Cece. She comes out and she asks <laughs> what the hell y'all do to her? Nothing because she's of course laid out. Now in the background of this scene, again the colors are so rich. The use of purple and pinks along with the browns of these folks skin tone. <clears throat> Freaking amazing. But <clears throat> there's like one, two, three, four, five five ninjas in the background of this scene and then we get this whole so classically black exploitation this huge inter ninjas like panel um as we do the action fucking like goes off the charts these headlights come in we find out um this car this uh drop top some fool coming out shooting killing everybody who else is it but angela in her robe and her hair wrapped like come on like if that's <laughs> I have not seen an image like this in any comic I have read, and I've been reading comics since I was a child. <laughs> but um, they give it an update on what's going on with Rachel. Um, it's this this whole dramatic. Like I don't, I really don't want to spoil this because the first issue I feel like may be kind of slow for some. But once you get to the end and you get to the second one, you dive right into the action. The one part I will spoil <clears throat> is that CC. Okay. Angela pulls up, she picks up um, Rachel, Lady Danger, you know, she's like, okay, you're bleeding, she's like, yeah, I know, which is crazy because, of course, the significance behind her bleeding, this woman is bulletproof, nothing, she shouldn't bleed at all, there's nothing, you can't get a paper cut, a bullet wound, nothing should make her bleed, so she's crying, we're like, okay, we're going to take care of this, <clears throat> Angela turns to Cece, Kevin, and Paco's like, I need time, then here come uh, Paco crazy ass talking about, wait a minute, <laughs> Rachel from the store has a second job at Booty, which is the Bureau of Organized Terrorism Intervention. And I like that about this story because usually we get the superhero with the secret identity and we get, um, which would be ridiculous because it's like Clark Kent just taking off glasses and now he's Superman as if his face has changed or something. Or we get Batman the Billionaire or even Diana Prince, Wonder Woman. It, you have a tr on your head that doesn't hide your identity um but i like the fact that he recognizes like it's it's okay let me take a step back kevin says rachel from the store has a second job at booty then cc her roommate's like duh she's lady danger and then kevin's response is you never noticed that five minutes after she leaves the store the danger jet takes off which is just like this is comics I don't think it was intentionally like breaking the fourth wall but it's kind of like this is these tropes that you get this guy takes glasses off and now he's a different person or this woman you know puts on a wig and now she's all of a sudden different it's like yeah context clues fool she takes off in a jet from behind a grocery store so um I thought that was interesting but Cece um is wearing this which isn't a part of the plot but she's her nightgown is a astro boy nightgown which is part of the dark horse comics comic line and uh i always like when when uh comics do this like in uh, marvel comics when someone's wearing a mickey mouse t-shirt or something since they're both owned by disney it's like i i don't know that always makes me smile a little bit but um the part that i find most interesting out of both arcs is 
Cece got on the phone, on the phone, excuse me, and she called her homegirl who works at a hair salon. And she's like, oh, Cece, girl, when you gonna get that weed fixed or whatever? But then Cece fills her in on what's going on. She's like, okay, what? Then same thing. Kevin picks up the phone and he calls um, his pastor. And he's like, okay, Kevin, listen, tell your mother, you know, thanks for that, you know, uh, pie she brought the Bible study. So off panel Kevin feels to me and it's going simultaneously it's very cinematic the way this is laid out because they're both like okay what you talking about ninjas right after this CC's homegirl is doing some girls here she kick her out um and then the pastor gets on the phone and what he say he says um he makes a different call where he's like tell your folks to stay indoors the whole neighborhood's in trouble yeah I got big P <laughs> Big P making uh ready, but I sure could use the ODF too. You're so kind. So now that sounds ridiculous. Flip the page and what do we get? The um Asian villain and the two white women rolling down the street like slowly taunting Lady Danger. Lady Danger, come out and die. The following page we get this large and in charge black woman with this beret on. She says, uh, Lady Danger ain't here right now, but um, you could leave a message after the beat. We zoom in and see this mob of people. Now, <laughs> we turn the page and we get the Big Pussy and Ninth Street Nubians, which is this black woman, kind of Black Panther-ish group, followed by the Orthodox Defense Force, which is the Jew... <laughs> These Jewish badass men with these like brass knuckles that has the star David on it. Then we get the beauty school babes, which are these women of color who got these long nails that are like claws, like X twenty three from um from uh, Marvel. And then we got like a lady in a hijab who has the um like this needle. And then this black woman with this like I guess perm substance. It's just so crazy. Then the next um panel who we get joining the fight is the hashtag not all Asians and it's uh, I don't know if this makes up for the depiction of the um, Asian overlord but it's this old this elderly Asian lady in this traditional like oh I don't know what it's called I don't want to say kimono because it's not a dress it's like the and forgive my ignorance but it's like the little jumpsuit um kind of like what Neo wore and a lot you've seen a lot of um um, 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 kung fu movies but she's fighting with these like cast iron skillets in the whole <laughs> scene is utterly ridiculous but it's so rich it's like I'd love to see this played out on film somewhere give me a great ass cinematographer a great score uh, actors who can portray these people of color like it's this is one page with four panels and it's so <clears throat> it's so rich <laughs> for lack of any other term like that's basically what it is and it's oh my god this is so good and um then on the next uh page there's a guy who's like okay so all this fighting going on i'm thinking we should call the cops and then everyone stops which is such you can hear the record scratch on the page like it doesn't have any um little record scratching noises or nothing but you can hear the record scratch and everybody from all these different groups are giving him the side and he's like alright my bad my bad and they get back to fighting and it's like this is a interesting story it's 
has all these different plot twists. Some stuff may be deemed predictable, but not all of it. And it's like, I'm not even going to finish out the rest, explaining the rest of this book. Just know that this Lady Danger freaking, it gets, it, it still keeps the tone of the story. Angela has a breakout moment or another breakout or standout moment rather where she's kicking ass um, and she delivers a couple lines that are just true to form especially for this day and age with folks and if you've seen Get Out this this will resonate with you um, there is something that the Asian villain does with the two white women towards the end which again being in the climate that we're in here in America and with a lot of the issues we've had with police force and innocence and black bodies it's this really hits home and it's very um probably the darkest moment of the story all in all lady danger agent of booty is freaking it's worthwhile it's worth a read like i'm I, like I said, I went into this thinking this was just some big joke and it was the ones that going to be all that great, but I, I'm looking forward to more and I'm going to have to do more research on Grindhouse because there's no way that this shouldn't be an ongoing series or at least a yearly, have a yearly mini series or something like Lady Danger, Agent of Booty. Come on, come on, it should sell itself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, all in all, I think this was an amazing um series like just a two issue arc which is something we don't get anymore um it's easy to pick up read through and be done um for me it has a lasting effect because now i'm i'm still interested you know months later after i originally read it i'm still as excited reading through it now that i was back then um i don't know and it's a women of color leading this like Lady Danger is a tall, brown-skinned woman with powers. And then you have the Nick Fury-ish character in Angela who is kicking ass and taking names later. And you got Cece who's this capable, full-figure black woman. And even Kevin and Paco is just like, you can't go wrong with Lady Danger. You know, Lady Danger for President 2020. <laughs> so, um, no, that's that. You know, again, if anyone else out there has read this series, if anyone knows of this character, a little bit more information, hit me up and, you know, fill me in. Let's discuss it. That being said, <laughs> as usual, let's keep this conversation going. You know, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you just want to say, hey, you want to say, great job, you want to say, you did a piss poor job, mate, and I'd like to see more of something else. Hell, if you have any suggestions of characters you'd like for me to discuss, uh, to have a little dialogue about another issue on, hit me up with that too. Um, email carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Tweet me, tweet me. Twitter is probably the quickest way to get in touch with me at carefreeblurred. Um, also the hashtag CBNpod is, uh, for my podcast. Instagram and Tumblr, Carefree Black Nerd, um, SoundCloud and iTunes, of course, and uh, shoot, download past issues and subscribe to future issues of Carefree Black Nerd podcast by visiting carefreeblacknerd.com. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, until next week, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and uh, shit, stay an agent of booty. Yeah. <laughs> All right.